Green Sense Show is sponsored by CEA Technology, providing a sustainable modular indoor growing system. Visit CEATECHN.com to learn more. I'm Robert Colangelo, and this is Green Sense, where we bring you eco innovations that are changing your world. On February 27, 1973, EMI Records held a press conference for the debut of the Pink Floyd's new album, The Dark Side of the Moon, at the London Planetarium. Fifty years later, in honor of the album, an official full-dome experience with stunning visuals of the solar system being shown at select planetariums worldwide. My guest this week is Michelle Nichols, Director of Public Observing at Chicago's Adler Planetarium to tell us more about the Pink Floor Dark Side of the Moon experience, tips for viewing upcoming eclipses, and other programs they offer. Michelle, we're so happy to have you here. Welcome to Green Sense Show. Thank you for having me. Well, you've been at the Adler Planetarium for over 20 years as an astronomer and an educator. You oversee the community observing program, including the Don't Observatory and Telescope, the Scopes in the City, the Astro Road Trip, and the Celestial Observing Events. You have such a wonderful job. It's so unique. And uh, uh, we'd like to know, what do you like best about it? Oh, gosh. Well, exactly what you just said, the variety. <laughs> um, and the fact that I kind of got to make the job up myself, sort of. So, <laughs> sort of. Um, so, I've been at Adler since 1995, and my background is physics and astronomy and education. Um, but a few years ago, I really started seeing a need out in the community for more opportunities to get eyeballs up to telescopes. Um, we had taken some telescopes out to a couple locations, um, Millennium Park and uh, a library, a few other places. And we got such an amazing feedback from that, from, from folks who said, thank you, this is great. Can we do more of this? And I went, Hmm, we might be able to might be able to do that. So I approached the leadership and said, can we do more of this? And they said, that sounds like a really good thing to do. <laughs> so yeah, we sort of fashioned this whole public observing program around what everyone was gravitating toward, which is just getting your eyes to be able to, to get up to a telescope and see amazing things. Well, when I think of astronomers, I think of them in remote locations, uh, you know, in, in high up mountains where there's no light pollution. So being able to do your dream job and then craft it the way you want it here in Chicago must be fascinating. How are you how are you able to do this? <laughs> well, we we pretty much have the mindset of, yes, the sky in Chicago and in the suburbs is light polluted, but it's not hopeless. So there are still some things you can see, not as much as you can see under a dark sky, um, but you can see the moon, you can see planets, you can see the sun if you have a proper filter for your telescope. Um, you can see a few other things and it's those sorts of things that people wanna see those anyway. And so they, they know, oh, I know what, I've seen Saturn in a picture in a magazine and holy cow, it really, you can see the rings when you look through a telescope. So showing people these these worlds to help them look like places is really what this is all about. Yeah, we could, if we had a remote telescope, show some pictures of like a distant galaxy or something. 
but that's not something that's pretty easily seen when you stick your eyeball up to the telescope. So we want to show people the stuff they're really interested in that's still accessible from their backyard and from their neighborhood. Well, this is a good segue. Tell us about the Don Observatory and why it's so special to Chicago, but the world. Yeah. So the Doan Observatory, if you've been to the Adler, you've seen it. You just might not have realized what you were looking at. So it's a little building that's just to the east, out back behind the Adler. And it, it sort of looks like the water crib, but it's not. <laughs> so uh, in that observatory is a, a large telescope. Um, the main mirror of that telescope is 24 inches across. That's a, that's a pretty decent sized telescope. So this is the largest publicly accessible telescope in the Chicagoland area. It's not the largest telescope. There are some amateurs that they, their personal telescopes might be the same size or bigger. Um, oh. But it is a telescope that we open up to have people come and, and take a look. And it's named for the Doan family, Ralph and Lillian Doan. Um, they were Chicago area residents. And when they passed away, their children in the 1970s approached the Adler and said, we want to support the philanthropic community, or we want to support the, the nonprofit community in Chicago. How can we do that? Do you have a project? And they said, oh, we've wanted to build an observatory for a really long time. And they said, all right, here we go. And so the, the first telescope that was in there was built at the Adler. The second one replaced it about 10 years later. And our newest one uh, was installed in January of 2020. And throughout that whole time, the main goal of that telescope or the building is to help people experience a larger telescope. And so that's that still continues today. And how do you access it? You can come at so, any time or are there special times? Yeah. So we open it primarily on Wednesday evenings when the Adler is open late to the public. It's Illinois Resident Discount Day on Wednesday evenings. And so the Adler's hours are shifted from 4 p.m. to 10 p.m. And when the weather is, and what that means is everybody uh, who's an Illinois resident can get free general admission to the Adler. Um, and if the weather is nice, we open up the observatory after sunset as well. So the time changes depending on what time of year it is. Um, in the summer, of course, sunset is so late. We usually don't start observing till about 8.45. Um, and then we're open till 10 p.m. or however long it takes to get people through the <laughs> through the line at 10 p.m. Um, so we might close a little bit earlier than that. But basically the rule is if the doors open, come in. <laughs> and, that's, and you don't even have to have a ticket to the Adler to come in. So if you're wandering by, walking the dog, visiting the beach, and you and, see the, the door of the observatory open, come on in, take a look. And what will you do if you come in? So it depends on what's visible at that point. So um, let's see, about... Two weeks ago, about a week ago, sorry, we were looking at the full moon. Um, earlier on that same evening, the moon wasn't up high enough, so we were checking out Mars. Um, we've we've looked at Jupiter and Saturn and uh, various other things. It just depends on uh, what year it is, what time of year it is, what happens to be visible um, during that time period. So it's um, it's a lot of fun, and there's a there's a great way to keep up with whether the observatory will be open or not. The Adler has a Facebook group called Scopes with the Adler, and you can go just go check there, and we post whether the observatory will be open or not because it all depends on the clouds. If it's cloudy, no observatory. If it's clear, we're open. Well, we have a listener question regarding telescopes. Uh, Jim B., a listener, sent this question in. 
He has a telescope with a sophisticated computer control that can locate celestial bodies. He set it up about eight years ago, used it for a month, and now it sits in the corner of his room. But he wants to get back into astronomy, but needs assistance with the operation of the telescope. Does the Adler Planetarium offer classes on telescopes or provide advice to home astronomers on problems like this? Well, we don't offer classes for telescopes, and we used to. The problem became very acute, maybe about 15 years ago, with the proliferation of these computerized telescopes, because every manufacturer has a different hand controller and a different set of menus and a different alignment procedure. And it just got impossible for us to keep up with all the new stuff that was coming out. And we just we, we don't have. Um, uh, we don't have an example of every single one of these. And so that's really hard for us to do. So we, we can't do that anymore. However, um, I can recommend, depending on where the, the emailer is, there are a lot of local astronomy clubs in the Chicagoland area, um, the Lake County Astronomical Society, the Skokie Valley Astronomers, the Northwest Suburban Astronomers, the Chicago Astronomical Society, the Fox Valley Astronomical Society, and the Naperville Astronomical Association. Any just to one name of, a few. Just to name a few <laughs> off the top of my head. Um, all of those groups, um, well, most of them, tend to have some observing nights, some observing events, you absolutely can go to one of those nights and see if there's a telescope there that is similar to yours. Um, I'm not saying bring your telescope because they may not have someone who has the time available to be able to, to take a look at yours, but um, you can ask and see like, oh, I was having trouble. It wasn't tracking uh, properly. Oh, here's some tips. Um, so based on what I do with my telescope or what have you. So I would recommend um, finding out what one of these local clubs might be doing, going to one of their nights, scouting out someone who's got a telescope similar to yours and ask them some questions um, and, and see what you can do that route. Uh, just in general, if you've got one of these computerized scopes and they offer different alignment types like one star alignment, two star alignment, solar system alignment. What that means is you point it at one star and it figures out where everything else is. You point it at two stars, it figures out where everything else is. Or you point it at a solar system thing in the sky as long as you know what it is and then it knows where everything else is. Um, usually I've had the best luck with either solar system alignment or two star alignment. All the rest of them, you can kind of not use those. Maybe give that a try as your as your start, and then maybe look to uh, uh, going to check out one of these uh, observing events. Um, might be another way. Well, Jim's in the Chicago area, and I think he'll appreciate those tips. So thank you very much, Michelle. Uh, so let's move on to some of the other things you do, and you're you're very knowledgeable. Uh, tell us about these two other programs you're involved with: Scopes in the City and Astro Road Trip. So I'll let sure. you take it from there. Yeah, Scopes in the City is our um, community observing program. So we take telescopes out to community locations in Chicago. Occasionally we get out, we get into the suburbs, but it's mostly within the city limits. And we set up telescopes, uh, usually one or two. It depends on how many people are, are going. 
and uh, anyone walking by can take a look. We primarily have been working lately with Chicago Public Library locations. And so um, they have parking often and they're easily accessible and there's one in every neighborhood. Um, and so we've been working with a bunch of libraries to start getting our program back up and going uh, since we reopened uh, from the pandemic. And so, uh, yeah, just take a look on our website, see when the next Scopes in the City is, and um, we'd love to have anybody there. So, and um, they're free. You don't have to sign up, just show up. And the other one, Astro Road Trip, we take our show on the road and we go to Southern Illinois. Um, usually we go down for a few days. We do free programs down with our neighbors to the south. And we'll do stuff with Southern Illinois University, with local libraries, with uh, various community partners down there. We'll go to restaurants or brew pubs or whoever will have us. And uh, again, same thing. If we're showing up, down there and uh, and you want to join, please do. It's a lot of fun. All of our programs are usually free. Um, and yeah, we'd love to have everybody show up. Well, it's just so nice to talk to you. You have so much passion and uh, love for this profession. Uh, we really enjoy you sharing all that. And I hope our listeners feel that through the, through the airwaves here. Well, everyone loves an eclipse. And on October 14th and April 8th, 2024, solar eclipses will be visible across North America. And so since we're talking about Pink Floyd and I wanted to keep in the 70s rock theme, I have a little rock astronomy quiz for you. Mm. I'm going to give you some words. You tell me the title of the song and who wrote it. Oh, dear. All right. Ready? Uh, I'll try. And I can't sing it. I'm a terrible singer, so I'm just going to have to read it. Even though Mama always told me not to look into the eyes of the sun, but Mama, that's where the fun is. Oh, my goodness. Blinded by the light, Bruce Springsteen. Oh, no kidding. <laughs> so oh, my goodness. Be appropriate oh, you so. got me there. Ooh, so what can you tell us? That's a good us? one. I was, expecting, I was expecting like, oh, is this going to be a total eclipse of the heart question? Maybe? Oh, that, that would have worked. Bonnie Tyler? Yeah, there you go. Anyway. Oh, that's a so, good one. I hope, I hope people out were thinking like, ooh, what is that? Good one. So what can you tell us about each of those eclipses I missed, mentioned, how they differ, and then I want you to tell us about tips so that people aren't blinded by the light when they look at these eclipses. Exactly. So first, let's start out and talk about uh, each of those eclipses, how they differ, and the uniqueness about, of them. All right. So uh, October 14th, 2023, the sun will be partly covered by the moon as seen from Earth. In the Chicago area, this will be called a partial solar eclipse. And um, about 43% of the sun will be covered by the moon. And um, that will be at its greatest extent. It, the eclipse goes from about 10.30 in the morning till just before 1.30 in the afternoon. So during that time, the moon will slowly pass in front of the sun, not totally, just partly, and then it will slide away. So in order to safely view that eclipse, um, you'll need those safe solar glasses, solar viewers, or a pinhole projection, project an image of the sun and the moon combo there. So um, we're going to have an observing event at the Adler from 1030 in the morning till 130 in the afternoon on Saturday, October 14th, 2023. So come on down and it's going to be a lot of fun. Um, 
there'll be uh, another eclipse happening April 8th, 2024. That's a Monday. And again, from the Chicago area, this will be a partial solar eclipse. 94% of the sun will be covered by the moon. But this is a special eclipse because down in southern Illinois, 100% of the sun oh. will be covered by the moon. That's a total solar eclipse. Partial in Chicago, partial even a little bit more down towards southern Illinois, and then from a path in southern Illinois, similar to the path that saw it in 2017, um, they'll see a total solar eclipse. And so again, we're going to have a, a fun event. That one will be in the afternoon on Monday, April 8th, 2024. But the, we want to get through October first. So, uh, so yeah, same thing applies. If any part of the bright sun is visible, don't look directly at it. You can suffer eye damage quickly. Um, if you look at it, you need those safe solar viewing glasses or the solar viewers uh, that are specifically for looking at the sun. Well, thank you. That was very informative. Well, to the real uh, uh, peak of our show, and it's uh, the Pink Floyd exhibit. I've been a longtime Pink Floyd fan. I, I saw the Dark Side of the Moon concert in Milwaukee in the 70s. I'm aging myself. Wow. I also saw the Animals album tour when they were at Soldier Field. Both were just fantastic concerts. And it's hard to believe that this is the 50-year anniversary of the release of Dark Side of the Moon. Uh, and and I, everybody loves that album. So this is the uh, Full Dome Planetarium show, and it's been distributed in partnership with the International Planetarium Society. Tell us, who was the champion behind this idea to combine the Full Dome Planetarium show with the album? Believe it or not, it was the band. Um, really? <laughs> the, yes. So the the band and their management approached the International Planetarium Society uh, and said, hey, we know y'all in planetariums have been doing sort of bootleg versions of a show worldwide for the last 50 years. Um, so none of those were official or sanctioned by the band or anything like that. They wanted to produce a show that was uh, true to their vision, and they they wanted they wanted it to feel like a like an actual planetarium show, not that you're going to some movie screen to see it. They wanted it to have uh, astronomy related imagery, um, and so they the International Planetarium Society said, "Hey, there's this production place right down the street from where your management office is. Why don't you work with them?" And so they did. And here we are. And this show is uh, in a limited release worldwide. It's it's going to be played for the next year, and it is really fun. It's a it's a bit of a chill vibe, of course, as that album uh, requires. Um, but I saw it a, a, a couple weeks ago. And I love it. I love it. It is just it's it's it is the most planetarium planetarium show I've ever seen. <laughs> <laughs> well, I can't wait to see it, but I am so surprised that the band approached the organization. Uh, they've had a historic uh, fallout for years. I, I didn't know that they got together on anything. So I'm glad they did. And hopefully they'll put their uh, uh, differences in the past. Well, yeah, this they, isn't they, a... they, they put their, they put their seal of approval on the show. So yeah, it was, it was really cool. And we're showing it at the Adler, um, uh, the final show of the day, uh, Friday through Monday, and then also the final show of the evening on Wednesday evenings. So, so look for our show schedule uh, on the website. You can get tickets. Um, come on down and see it and just have a nice chill time in the planetarium. So this is an immersive space and musical experience without giving anything away. What will we see? Oh, gosh. This will take you to various places in our solar system. 
it will take you inside a, I'll, I'll say a representation of the International Space Station. It will show you a bit of a moon landing. Um, it will, it will kind of take you on a lazy trip, but occasionally it's not quite so lazy. Um, there, there is a bit of motion here and there as well, but not, not crazy. Um, but yeah, you'll, you'll feel like you're moving. You'll, you'll, you'll feel like you're visiting some places in space. It's, it's a beautiful show. It really is. And tell us about the music. The music is the album from start to finish. And it's, it's the entire Dark Side of the Moon album from beginning to end. And it's in surround sound, just it booms from, from our Sky Theater speakers. It's, it's pretty impressive. So I saw on your website a little caveat. Please be advised, this show may also cause motion sickness. <laughs> a little bit, yeah. Yeah, there's a couple of spots in the show that it does move you around pretty quick, but there is a solution to that. Just close your eyes. <laughs> So, I tell people that they go, oh my God, it goes crazy. But I'm like, just close your eyes. <laughs> and so then this when isn't that stops, the 70s, no, no psychedelics or marijuana no, before the nope. show, right? <laughs> well, what you do on your own time is up to you. Just not at the Adler. <laughs> That's right. all we ask. Just prop, follow the laws as they are written wherever you are. <laughs> so it's going to be a fun time for all. So. I could go on and on talking with you. It's just been such a pleasure. Is there anything else you'd like to discuss or do you have any inspiring uh, closing thoughts to share with aspiring astronomers? Absolutely. I tell people all the time, how do you get started in astronomy? They ask me, how do you get started in this? Just look up. Just start to, to look up. Your shoes don't change all that much. Your feet don't change all that much. Look up at the sky. If you want to learn what's there, grab a phone app and 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 start to learn what that bright thing is in the sky to the west right now it's venus by the way in case you're curious um just uh start to learn a couple things come out to one of our events come to the adler or a scopes in the city event join us hang out with us ask questions we love questions and just uh yeah just get to know it a little bit by little bit soon you'll be as enthusiastic as i am <laughs> Well, you're, you're a great spokesman for the organization and for astronomers. Michelle, thank you for joining us on GreenSense. It was really a pleasure uh, speaking with you. Thank you. Hope to do it again sometime. That's Michelle Nichols, Director of Public Observing at Chicago's Adler Planetarium, providing an update on the great programs being offered. I'm Robert Colangelo, and thank you for listening to GreenSense. And check out the GreenSense Minute every Thursday and Saturday on 105.9 FM, WBBM Chicago and visit the GreenSenseShow.com website to learn more about sponsorship. GreenSense Show is sponsored by CEA Technology, providing a sustainable modular indoor growing system. Visit CEATECHN.com to learn more.